0: Welcome back to the CTO Studio. I am your host, Nikolai Walker. Today in studio, we are joined by Imad Georgi, who's the former CTO of Experian and currently running his own consulting firm. And I want to begin the segment by asking him very, very directly one question. What exactly does a good sprint review look like? I know it's a spicy question, but I got to ask. Well, I think number one, it's got to be really balanced, right? Take time. We often don't as engineers take time to look at what's working well We're like oh yeah one two three working well. let's move on now or let's get to the problems um but that's just as valuable so i think it's got to be balanced and then i think it's gotta um have some open conversation where everybody has a voice um, i do love i mean everybody uses it now the whole post-it sort of no thing instead of speaking up because. you You invariably have introverts in the group. You have people who are quieter than others. So you want everyone's voice to come to the table. And then the third is it's got to translate into change, into some action. Otherwise, why are we doing the review? You know, um, so if we're going to come up with a list of changes, we need to walk out of there with who's going to make the change and by when. Sounds very basic, but most people don't do that in a sprint review.
1: Give me, give me some examples, I'm putting you on the spot, but give me some examples of changes
0: that you've seen people ask for. Oh, I've, I've seen all sorts of things. So I'll give you um, a couple of examples. A lot, of, a lot of it has to do with systems and environments. Hey, we don't have the right environment for this. Hey, we don't have a proper testing environment. We don't have a proper environment. You know, it takes me forever to debug, right? And it's just something we've lived with. It becomes a paradigm like, okay, build system slow, oh well. Like, we're never going to do anything about it. So those are things that you really want to pay attention to because now someone's mailed it in. They've given up and they've said, well, this is just how it is. And um, fast forward, that's going to be one of the reasons why they leave the organization, right? Um, Not because of the thing itself, maybe because of the thing itself, but also because I didn't have a voice. Nobody listened to me. Nothing changed. Not a good recipe. So a lot of this things like that. Um, A lot of it is is is. People-wise, I'm in too many meetings. That's a lot of, a lot of, hey, I had too many meetings, right? I can't focus. Um, lots of skill change, um, I think, is a trend, like, skill change too much, especially in this COVID era, right? Like, oh, my God, like, we've had to pivot how many times this sprint? Like I can't keep track. Um, I've even seen things as simple as I had a team one say, um, my organization does not allow me to have whiteboards on wheels and we'd love to have that but we're never going to get that and there was somebody who was in charge of that decision that was exercising a lot of power let's just say um and so i um i had heard about that in my first 90 days of the engagement and i made it my priority to get that team whiteboards and we made it happen right so it's a A physical, I mean, it's not the, yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about it. it, But once we made it happen, it became a daily physical reminder that we can change things. It was so powerful.
1: Maybe Maybe that manager had a previous traumatic experience with whiteboards on wheels. Maybe he was trying to help his team by not having, like when you write on it, maybe the whiteboard moves back. And he was like, that will never happen to any team I manage ever again.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy. It's like, you know, and then the team is living this going, I can't even get a whiteboard on wheels. How, how am I be- going to believe I can change the software platform? It's
1: very demoralizing when you take the time to give someone feedback and you feel like it's not only not acted upon, but then you start feeling like you're not heard.
0: It's why I've left every job in my career. At its root I mean there are other reasons but at its root that's what it is
1: yeah we want we want to have a val- we want to feel valued and a, a great way to devalue someone is to say I can see your mouth move but I have no interest in what you have to say two things uh, allowed Voice that is seems uncompromising and frustrated, and what that does to the team. Secondly, my own desire to just instantly solve people's problems and not to be able to sit with those problems and say, as a husband to my wife, I get this a lot, which is, can you just listen? Like I'm just like I want to solve it, and actually, it's not because I want to help her; it's because I want to feel good about myself. (laughs) <laughs> and so you have the loud voice. How do you keep it positive? And then you have the resisting the urge to just solve everyone's problems as a people pleaser. What do you say to that?
0: Um, so let's, take the, let's break it down. Let's take the first one. So the first one around uh, the loud voice. I believe in our society, and especially business, we suffer from what I call the disease of dichotomies. What that means is that everything is an either or. So loud, bad, complying, good. And we look at the loud voices in the room and go, ooh, problem, how do I manage that? And yes, there are some loud voices, don't get me wrong, that are toxic to a team, and there are ways to manage that. But majority of the time, when I see a loud voice that's uncompromising, I wanna spend more time with that person. That person cares. It's coming out in the wrong way, but that person cares. The worst thing that we can get as leaders is indifference. The worst thing that we can get as software companies for our software is indifference. When a customer hates an issue, right, loudly complaining, calling all the time, filing support tickets, it's because they care. It's because they want the software to work. It's because of how critical the software is to their day-to-day life. If they didn't care, you wouldn't hear from them at all. And it's by the way the same thing in relationships, right? With your wife, with my girlfriend, with anybody else, you get a woman to be quiet? Oh shit. You you want the passion, you want emotion, you want emotion one way or the other because it's the person cares.
1: Okay, so the loud voice or the the negative, you know, not to be afraid that that voice is is Deteriorating the team morale,
0: it's actually a source of I've got to spend more time and build more trust with that person. So, I'll give you a quick story. We have time for story, yeah. With uh, one of my clients, I came in, and um, you know, I, um, as you know, I have a playbook on what makes a healthy technology strategy, and you know, spent some time doing one on ones with the whole technology team. And then I got up and we did all hands, and I was basically laying out this inspirational you know, technology vision of what we're gonna do moving forward. And everybody was really resonating with it, nodding their heads and um, and this one guy. So before that presentation, I had one-on-ones and he was the same, he was the loud voice, very skeptical, bitter, almost. Um, and then in some of the smaller group meetings, he did the same thing, well, why should we follow you? And, you know, just kind of speaking up and I kind of noticed, I was like, I like this guy, you know? I get attracted to that stuff. So I like the challenge. Um, So um, in this all hands in front of everybody, he kind of raised his hand and he said, you know how many times you've seen a presentation like this? Or are you any different? And I said, it's not about me. I said, there's nothing, I'm like, you're right. I'm like, there's nothing that I can say to you in words in this meeting that's gonna build trust. Trust is built through action. And I'm committed to that. And if you're committed to that, let's work together on that. And I ended up spending a lot more time with him than with the others and sitting so, you down talking to him. And the more we started talking, granted they're very rough conversations don't get me wrong, right? Um, I found that this is a guy who cares. And at the end of every conversation, he gave me a lot of, a, a huge hard time. How are you gonna measure this? How do you know you're gonna be successful? And I took everything I was like, okay, like let's wrestle with that. And then anywhere where i didn't know i told him i don't know i actually don't know the answer to that question let's figure it out together right so i didn't bullshit him and at the end of every one of those one-on-one conversations i found that he just said well whatever you need me to do i'll do and so he was he was dedicated right but you didn't get to that Jen, until you worked through all that if i if i just saw him as the loud voice in the room and said oh problem gotta manage him Right? I'm not gonna to get to that hidden gem. Today, this was years ago, today he is the company's director of engineering. He was just a software developer back then that was seen as a bitter guy and the loud voice. Now he pings me every now and then and says, Okay, how do I inspire people to be better? And how do I do this? I'm so so proud of him. I, I just I just love that. But you know, and I've had countless stories like that um in my career and with my clients. It's you know, we can't write people off. We gotta as leaders stay the course and, and see that there's there's passion there. How do I tap into it? Now, after you give them an opportunity, if they don't take advantage of the opportunity, okay, well there's different actions that you take, obviously, and now that's a toxic voice. But I, I would say the majority of the time it's just someone that's really wants to see a leader saying the truth and spending time on the important issues. Thanks again for joining us here in the CTO studio and thank you to our guest Imad Georgi who currently owns his own consulting firm. Now in the next few weeks, we're going to be uh, working with him exclusively to kind of talk about his technology playbook and we've broken that down into segments. So please don't miss that. It's going to be some great stuff. As always, please go check out 7CTOs.com and if you would please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast here in iTunes. As always, we will see you next time.